Um, yeah, uh, the reason I say this this incident is particularly triggering is I think there is a racial undercurrent to it, which is secondary to the broader point that Pascal was making about monarchy, was people are freaking out about this interview far more than they were freaking out about Prince Andrew going on television and basically saying that, you know, basically completely botching his defense of his Jeffrey Epstein relationship. So the monarchy is under major assault at the moment. But this, I think there is a, a kind of, uh, you know, because Oprah is involved, because Meghan Merkel is a woman of color, um, I think that particularly gets the heckles of these conservatives uh, up. So, you know, I agree with Pascal's point about this is more broadly uh, a kind of existential fear uh, amongst reactionary nationalists, but I think this particular incident is particularly triggering, to use the, that word for them, because of the uh, the players in the piece. Because otherwise, why weren't they writing this stuff when Prince Andrew was botching an interview about you know his association? Yeah, yeah. So for for people who might not remember that, uh, he uh, he said that even though uh, he went to the Epstein Island, that uh, that he he didn't uh, he didn't do any pedophilia while he was there, and part of his defense was that the uh, the report of his his involvement had said something about him sweating, and he said that he had a uh, disease uh, that meant that he was incapable of sweating. And then he was actually sweating during the interview when he said this, uh, but he said that he'd, he'd gotten over it. You know, he no longer had this disease. So this, this was, uh, this was probably, um, you know, like one of the all time worst uh, interviews about something like that, you know, in, in terms of, uh, in terms of its, its convincingness, like this is, um, like, I mean, really, to come up with something comparable, you'd have to go back to like uh, Jerry Sandusky's uh, extremely ill-advised, you know, media appearances, uh, you know, when uh, when that scandal was going on. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that I think your point is well taken. That it, it seems like um, it seems like the fact that they're more worried about it now than they they were even then is is interesting. Uh, we can certainly speculate about why that might be, but. Let's go through this because this this article. Um, this is all we're going to do for this. I just wanted to go through it like piece by piece, uh, Chapo reading series style because this article is amazing. So uh, he goes on, but so it has the radical left. Uh, and I just want to stop there to parenthetically say that he never explains who he means by the radical left. I guess the National Review. You can just throw that out there, and you know, people won't uh, people won't ask uh, who you're talking about. Um, you know, what's the radical left? Is this, you know, DSA, uh, the, you know, like who's, who's the radical left here, but the radical left has seized upon Oprah Winfrey's televised spectacle with Prince Harry, uh, and, uh, Meghan Duchess of Sussex in a crusade to invalidate one of the most consequential conservative institutions on the world stage. Accusations of racism within the Royal family are not the point. The aim of modern liberalism can be symbolically discerned in William Walcott's painting, pulling down the statue of George III at Bowling Green, July 9th, 1776, is, is to tear down everything the monarchy represents. Tradition, authority, virtue, duty, love of country, and biblical religion. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that that's what he believes the monarchy represents is, I mean, 
the problem the monarchy represents colonialism, imperialism, ex, you know, racism, uh, white supremacy, uh, it, 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 uh, wealth extraction, uh, you know, capitalist exploit, war, militarism, murder, genocide. I mean, those are actually the things that make empire what they are. And one of the major uh, uh, attempts that this 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 article tries to make is to, to paint, as most conservative reactionaries do, try to paint the exploits of uh, Western empire building as a civilizational message. Message is like, oh, yes, we enslaved them, but we gave them, you know, railroads and light bulbs, and you know, we must be thankful. And you know, our legal system is is wonderful. And you know, if you know, if we compare to you know the the, the Russians and the Chinese, who are suffering everywhere, I mean, it's 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 absolutely absurd. But yeah, know. yeah, and, and and I'd also point out, as far as the connection to colonialism and everything, you know, that. Uh, like even literally, you know the uh, the current queen, you know, uh, not that uh, not that many decades ago, you know, was the one uh, pinning the medals on the paratroopers, you know, after Bloody Sunday, you know, the uh, the massacre in uh, in Ireland. So uh, this is, you know, I mean, like this is pretty recent history, and not just that. The notion that this is some kind of uh, uh, you know ancient tradition, and I guess we'll get onto this a little bit more, but. You know, monarchy has uh, invented itself and reinvented itself numerous times over the decades. And the British royal family is no different. You know, uh, a lot of the pageantry and things we see as tradition related to the monarchy are what Eric Hobsbawm called the invent uh, invented traditions. These were things conjured up in the late 19th century by Benjamin Disraeli to, to reinforce uh, conservatism. Uh, at a time when they were facing a challenge from, you know, liberalism. And at the radical end of British liberalism at that time was, you know, the notion that it was a little bit silly that Britain, as the leading industrial power of the time, still had this quaint, uh, you know, institution of monarchy, which which seemed superfluous in a, mo in a modern age. You know, we forget about the sort of early and mid-19th century traditions in Britain by which monarchy was nowhere near as uh, sort of well settled in society as it came to be later. I mean, just look at what they've done. You know, monarchy has in the last 150 years in Britain been nationalized, right? You've had, you've had the, the kind of, uh, you've had the thin skin of, um, uh, uh, of monarchy sort of pulled across the British nation. They changed their name, for example. They're the House of Windsor, right? They aren't the House of Windsor. They're imports from Germany. So, yeah, Hanover, right? Uh, yeah, well, um, Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. And so these, the, you know, the notion that this is tradition, this is a fabricated tradition. Of course, this is common in all national myth-making. But even when we look at the monarchy and the things we associate with the monarchy, they are inventions of the 19th century. This has been a free public preview of a patron-exclusive episode of Give Them an Argument. To get the rest of this episode and every other patron-exclusive episode, go to patreon.com slash Ben Burgess.